welcome everybody to UC Caps Weekly. This is a basketball podcast covering the University of Canberra Capitals women's basketball team based right here in Canberra, Australia. My name is Simon Peters. I have with me Michelle Hocking, ex-Capitals coach and basketball guru. She's rolling her eyes at me. Rolling my eyes at him. <laughs> and we are going to be doing this podcast on a weekly basis talking about all things Capitals. So this is our, our very first podcast. So obviously we're going to talk about the last piece of amazing news that came out of last season. And that, of course, was the Capitals back-to-back championship win. Championship number nine, Michelle. That's impressive, isn't it? Like, I don't think you could uh, think of another. Certainly in the Women's National League in Australia, there isn't a team that has that kind of achievement. Nope. Uh, I'd be very surprised if you look around the National Leagues across Australia that there's any teams that, you know, in the Women's Leagues that are up there with that kind of record. It's uh, a dynasty. Yeah, and you put it in the historical context that nine championships in 20 years too. Yeah, exactly That's right. Incredible. Yeah. That's why we love them. That is why we love them. And we're gonna go for the three peat. Yes, definitely three peat is happening. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, no doubt in the future. We're gonna talk today about uh, well, essentially the, as everyone knows, the world sort of turned upside down in March, just after the grand final with the uh, the COVID nineteen virus hitting the world and affecting anything and everybody. And, um, of course, that has put uh, the stop to a lot of basketball action. All the uh, off-season competitions that are played here in Australia have all been cancelled. And, of course, one of the biggest dramas was the postponement of the Olympics. Yeah, big news, and particularly for uh, a number of players in the Capitals program, but in our league generally, you know, uh, season finished in March, and then the next thing that they were preparing for, obviously, was the Tokyo Olympics, which Mm. was scheduled to start at the end of July, so um, put a stop to that for players, and I guess people need to reset and rethink what they're going to do with themselves and how they're going to plan their uh, seasons and what they're going to... Are they going to go overseas? Are they not going overseas? You know, all that sort of stuff comes into play. So, Well, the Capitals have a number of players looking at, uh, obviously, overseas trips in regard to the Olympics, but we had Gemma Potter, who has signed with UCLA. Uh, of course, the college basketball system just mm-hmm. stopped yep. and uh, went away. So it's been a tough time for players and a tough time for fans. We haven't been able to watch any sport, watch any basketball. But, of course, the plan for the coming season, fortunately, it's happened in the off-season for the WNBL. And the plan for the coming season is a new schedule that the league is looking to run. They're going to start about six weeks later than normal with the opening round for the 2020... It's hard to say that. 2020-21 season. <laughs> <laughs> Which is starting on the 20th of November. Uh, that opening round will be the weekend of the 20th of November. The finals will start 12th of March and the grand finals looking to be played on the 25th to the 31st of March. So, yeah, basically pushing the whole season back about six weeks. Yeah, that's right. And you talked about some of the other competitions that run off in the um – run over the off-season in the from the WNBL, mm. haven't gone ahead. So a lot of players, uh, particularly players that aren't big minutes players in the WNBL, play in those competitions and they really develop their skills and, uh, you know, opportunity to play big minutes and, and work on their game. They haven't had that 
um, opportunities. So uh, I just think this season will be really interesting to see what happens in terms of players, player movement. The season's been turned on its head a little bit and I think Mm. it might look quite different to what it has the last couple of years. Very different. The good news, while everything else has been, I guess, postponed and on hiatus and stuff, is the Capitals recruitment team has been going gun. Very busy. In the month of June, we saw nine signings. Uh, Of course, starting with the big two, Kelsey Griffin, Mariana Tolo, back for the three-peat. That's a massive inclusion. That's a massive part of the puzzle with going towards that three-peat. They are huge, um, huge signings, you know, experience, great skills, uh, you know, leadership that they bring to the group, Mm. really, really important. Just, uh, you know, all-round good people on and off the court. So Very to good get humans. those yep. yeah, like the little linchpins of, of, of the of the group and to be able to sign them, I think it was on day one. Yeah. Um, which was fabulous. Um, and then a few more to follow that. Yep. The the next day they announced four signings, four re signings. So our crowd favourite, Killy Froling. Uh, good to see she's come back for her fifth season with the Capitals, which I, I was a bit surprised, five seasons. I didn't think she'd been around that long. Yeah, look, I think um, certainly I was a little surprised as well, but I think, you know, the last two, th- last three seasons, she's really started to assert herself mm. as a, a genuine uh, National League player. Definitely. And, uh, you know, and last season in particular, you know, absolutely critical in terms of team structure and um uh, the minutes that she gave, uh, really, really important to the group. Uh, with Keely, there was also the re-signing of Maddie Rocci, Abby Cabillo and Alex Delaney. Yeah, a lot of, lot of youth, a lot of talent. Yeah, in those, and in a lot those of growth. And a lot of growth, that's right. I mean, Maddie Rocci, you know, she really stepped it up uh, last season and did a great job really, as as with Keely, we talked about the minutes that she provided, but Maddie as well, the minutes that she was able to, to bring and, and what she brought to the game was fabulous. Um, and Alex Delaney, you know, coming off the bench, she's a, a can shoot the ball. Great you know, shooter. Really yeah. good. Shoots, shoots the rock really, really, really well. So um, good to have her back. And Abby Cabillo, I think for Abby, she probably didn't, um, you know, her minutes were limited, but what she would have been getting out of just training against an Olivia Rapupa week in, oh, week yeah. out, yep. you know, her development uh, will be really good to see. Unfortunately, she hasn't had a, an off-season in another mm. league to be able to consolidate some of that stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what she will bring. But the thing is, too, a lot of players are going to all be in that same boat. So you can expect a little bit of rustiness, a little bit. Of, mm. We've seen that watching the footy come back, watching the AFL. Yeah. You know, it's not pretty. First <laughs> few games back after the break. So, uh, but just great to have so many pieces back. And of course, the other piece that that uh, is coming back is Gemma Potter. And we we briefly talked about her in the intro. She's um, signed with UCLA to play college over there. But of course, that that didn't happen. The way things are in America, I can't see the college sport system yeah, coming to coming good basically. anytime soon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so Gemma has said that she she's committed to play with the Capitals in the 2020-21 season because uh, obviously she won't be able to go and play UCLA. So that is another very, very handy re-signing. Yeah, and I think it's great that the Caps have, um, uh, have been supportive and, and said, look, you know, you commit to us if you're here. If the UCLA thing goes ahead, fantastic. Away you go. Great opportunity for you. But um, as you said, Simon, it's looking increasingly like that won't be going ahead. So fingers crossed we'll have her for this coming season. 
And of course, we've got two big new signings, but we're going to just hold off on that and chat with Mariana Tolo, the Capitals captain. We'll be coming up in just a moment to talk more about that. But yeah, huge effort from the Capitals getting, right, as you said, right out of the gates, day one of free agency, um, six signings in two days, and uh, then picking up a couple of other pieces. So we'll uh, be back very shortly to catch up with the one and only Mariana Tolo. So joining us now is... Capitals co-captain, the players' player, and WNBL champion for the fourth time, Mariana Tolo. How you doing, Tolo? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Now, uh, it's the last time we sort of really caught up with you was at the Caps presentation night, and it's pretty fair to say that the world has turned upside down since then. Yeah, there definitely has been a lot going on. <laughs> so how have, how have um, you been coping? Because we know that you had a big year planned. You had the Olympics coming up and the possibility of maybe heading to Europe to play. So, um, yeah, what have you been up to? Yeah, you know, um, that's kind of the beauty of playing sport is that often plans don't work out how you think they're going to. So um, it's a skill to be able to be flexible and kind of – change your plans on the go and um, that's definitely something that we've had to do. Um, I thought this year was going to be an Olympic year. It turned out that's definitely not the case. Um, no Olympics, so that was a major blow, but at least for now um, it's on next year and so hopefully um, we'll have that to work towards next year. Um, with the coronavirus times, yeah, things have been a lot different. It's kind of like going through a rehab process where I have to do all the off-court conditioning and running around outside and especially when um, gyms and, and basketball stadiums were closed, I had to be a little bit more creative about how to get workouts. And luckily, um, my team conditioning coach for Opal's Jam Leg, she let me use her home gym and so I'd been able to work out there a couple of times a week um so that was able to keep me strong and then I was running around outside and shooting on the outdoor courts when I could so yeah it was a bit of an adjustment and um it took a while to get back to normal and then now I'm definitely enjoying being able to to train inside again Mariana, how did you find it basketball's a team sport right and having to do for a long period of that initially anyway, that work on your own without your teammates. How did you keep yourself energised and motivated through that? Yeah, it was definitely hard at the start, especially um, I didn't go back to basketball for a while because just getting the motivation to get out and shoot some hoops by myself in a ring, having to rebound by myself, by myself, I found that really hard. It was definitely easier when um, Keely Froling came back into town in Canberra and then I had a partner which who I could work out with, both run and shoot and everything like that. But um, I just changed a few things. I think it gave me a good chance to do something like yoga, which I wasn't doing before. And I just did that through YouTube um, every morning, like before I got up. So, so that was something that was pretty cool and definitely helped me in the time. Just a bit of adjustment, a bit of something different. And But yeah, it was definitely a challenge to, to be able to get up and work at that hard rate, especially when you don't know when things are going to change and when we're going to be able to get out of it. Yeah, we were lucky enough to see uh, little tidbits of those workouts with you and Kiels on uh, 
on Instagram. Looked like you guys were having more <laughs> fun than, than anything else. <laughs> yeah, and it was good while, um, you know, it was warmer. <laughs> and then when winter set in, that made it definitely a bit tougher. And oh, yeah. especially like working out in the mornings, the courts get slippery and everything's a bit wet. Um, so, yeah, so that was, it was good when it was, you know, while it was warm and got a bit of a tan. <laughs> that was nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, we've heard a, a couple of athletes from different sports talk about how you mentioned it almost feels like that rehab sort of time and, and that uh, it's kind of been an opportunity for a lot of athletes to get on top of some niggles. We know that um, Kelsey Griffin was carrying injury in the finals, so she's had that opportunity. I mean, I think she was scheduled to get surgery and stuff anyway, but uh, in, in, in a way it's it has been an opportunity for you guys to, to get your bodies in tip-top shape. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think it's been a positive for a lot of athletes. It also has been a negative for some, you know, those that were, say, hanging on to the Olympics or for one more season now, that's a little bit extra um, harder for them. But yeah, definitely for those players that are injured or carrying some niggles, it's a chance to get out of the usual grind and um, the the system that is basketball sometimes when you're playing and training all year round. So it gives gives the uh, chance to refresh and you know I guess find the love for it again I got to do like a a team session the other day and I've never been so so, so excited for practice in my life <laughs> and of course the everyone's been watching um the last dance the uh the documentary about the Chicago Bulls and everyone's super keen again to just fall in love with the game again too so that's that's good yeah, it was such a good documentary. I mean, I don't really like and enjoy watching um, basketball that much, but I just loved it. And from so many different perspectives of the coach, of the players, um, of the fans, of different stories that I never really had followed or heard before. So it was so cool to see that. And it's, it's a positive thing that spurring all these new stories to come out and people um, encouraged to do the same sort of thing. Definitely. So the the team and the club has certainly not been lazy during this um this COVID-19 time the capital's really leading the charge with signings and re-signings of players and you guys have been hella busy nine re-signings and new signings in one month of course starting with yourself and Kelsey Griffin Keely Froling Maddie Rocci Abby Cabillo Alex Delaney uh bringing the old band back together so it's (laughs) that's a pretty great uh base for you guys to start off with coming this next season yeah, it's really exciting to have that core group of players from continuing on from last season is a massive key to success. I think that is really important and it's important to continuity and to be able to, you know, flow and, and gel together. Um, that'll be a big advantage for us, I think. And then adding some um, new pieces to the puzzle. It's it's tough to fill the shoes of, you know, Kia Nurse and Olivia Apupa, but I think um, the few league. extra players. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the league MVP and the grand final MVP and two amazing athletes and competitors and um, people with winning mentality. So, but saying that, you know, I think the couple of pieces that we have added um, will give us different strengths and bonuses and we'll be able to kind of rally around each other and make sure that we support each other. That's right. You've been able to add Talia Tapea from Sydney and Brittany mm-hmm. Smart from Sydney as well, been uh, picking Sydney's pockets. Good to see. And there, as you mentioned, there, there's some there's some serious talent in both those players. So 
Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Tali has been in the Opal squad um, for a while and, you know, has been plagued a bit by injury, but hopefully, you know, our club's pretty pretty good with injury management in the past and so hopefully that's something that we can turn around for her and Brit Smart from um, what I hear is, is a really tough worker and someone who who likes to train and training and competing and so that'll be really good for us. It's actually also funny because Keely Froling straight away when Brit Smart met um, fine, she messaged both Kelsey and myself going, hey guys, are you excited you're not going to be the oldest ones in the team anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's a bit harsh, Kiels. <laughs> She's always trying to rub it in, but I was like, yeah, our numbers are growing. <laughs> Excellent. So you can just keep all those youngsters in. That's just more ammunition for you and Kiels. Exactly. Uh, Kelsey, sorry, to, to keep all the youngins in place. That's right. Keep them in line and check. And of course, one of the one of the big changes that's going to come through with uh, some of the COVID nineteen changes, uh, we talked briefly before about the new schedule, uh, and the rule this year that there's not going to be any imports. So yeah. obviously, we had two amazing imports last season in Kia Nurse and Apupa, and but a lot of other teams. You're looking at some of those uh, imports, Mercedes Russell, who you had a fantastic contest with in that final series, but uh, an amazing player. Uh, Lindsay Allen from the Boomers, Brianna Turner from Adelaide. Those are some big players in the league that won't be here next season. Yeah, definitely. And especially um, in the big position, you you see with Melbourne, they have a couple of really good quality bigs. Us, but then some of the other um, teams around the league might not be as big. So it'll definitely change things um, for how the league looks and um, how teams are going to play. You can uh, expect that. So it's not going to be the same as last season at all. And I'm kind of excited just to see the list of names for each team because there's been so much movement in the off season and I kind of need to look at, you know, how each team is shaping up and who's going to fill each roster. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting those names to, to teams and would, seeing what that looks like. <laughs> you'd have to think that gives you guys um, a bit of an advantage given that you've been able to keep so many of your players still signed and still uh, big, you know, big pieces of your team uh, are still around, but other teams have dropped some very large pieces and are going to have to fill those. And and as you mentioned, there's already been some movement around from uh, club to club. Yeah, exactly. When we've had a couple of players being under the same coach, understand the same system, the same expectations and how we're going to play, that's only a massive advantage for us um, to know that and then just to add a couple of new people to that and add their strengths and positives. It's, yeah, a big advantage for us compared to other teams. Well, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today on a beautiful Sunday afternoon in Canberra. Um, we'll let you get back out. I know you mentioned working on your tan before, so we don't want you to miss out this opportunity. <laughs> Head out and, uh, when it was warmer. <laughs> yeah, you probably you probably have a jacket on today. It's a little chilly. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us, and we'll, uh, we'll look to catch up with you uh, as the season draws nearer and as things sort of solidify a bit more with the coming season. But, uh, th- yeah, it's been wonderful talking to you. And oh, thanks wish for having you all me the on. Best. Pleasure. We'll, it's been uh, a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Tolo. All right. So uh, Mariana was talking, obviously, then about her own team, about the, the Capitals roster changes, but there's been, and we touched on it when we were talking, whether there's been quite a few changes around the league with players moving clubs. Uh, we've got uh, Charlotte Hill is moving from 
the spirit to Townsville. Um, Mia Murray, Mia Newley originally, um, now Mia Murray. She's uh, had some time off to have a little bub, and she is coming back next season to play for Townsville as well. She is, and Townsville have also picked up a couple of other players as well in uh, from Big Out from Adelaide in Lauren Nicholson. Lauren Nicholson is yeah, huge. She's, uh, she's heading off to Townsville, as is Nadine Payne. From yep. Perth, she's off to Townsville as well. And I think just touching on Adelaide, another big out is the decision that Nicole Seacamp has Huge. made. Yeah, she's taking – hasn't announced a retirement but has said that she's not returning this season. Mm. She's just taking a season off from basketball at this stage. What so the that's, future They're holds. starting backcourt. Yeah, and a really good backcourt. So, and, um, of course, our own Canberra legend, Natty Hurst, Retired at the end of last season, so that's there's your three guards for yeah, Adelaide all out, all out in one in one hit. So that's uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how Townsville shapes up because that's quite an injection of talent into that program. But it's not all bad news for Adelaide because they've been able to pick up Alana Smith, who has just mm. finished her four years at college with yes. Stanford. That's right, and she's in the Opal squad. Amazing player. And she has signed with Adelaide for the next season. That's right. And she was also um, picked up in the draft by Phoenix Yeah, Mercury. number eight pick. Yeah, exactly. So it's talent, right? Absolute talent. And, uh, yeah, so they have picked up uh, Alana Smith, which is great for them. I remember um, another uh, player picked up around number eight by the Phoenix Mercury. Going back about 20 years now, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's what Kristen, Kristen Veal, Veal went for. That's exactly right. Our very own. I think she went at eight or <laughs> somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, so Adelaide do pick up um, uh, Alana Smith. I haven't heard anything more out in, in Adelaide, but let's talk about Sydney. They're another one that um, lost a couple to the Caps. As yeah, we know. well, we we picked up uh, Talia Tapia and Britt Smart from Sydney, but Sydney have been uh, on the recruiting job as well. They've picked up Lauren Mansfield from Perth and Annalie Maley. Yeah, that's right. So from um, Southside Flyers. Yep. Uh, so they've picked up those two and they've also picked up out of Perth as well. Alison Schwagmeyer Belger. Yeah. That's a big pickup. It is, it is. So, um, you know, there's some recruiting happening there. I'm not sure what um, what else will be happening in player movements, but yeah. A couple of other ones to note. Tess, Tess Magin has moved from the fire down to the Melbourne Boomers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Perth have picked up Sammy Whitcomb. Yeah, of course, Sammy's in. been playing in the WNBA, uh, so and we know she can play, right? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, she's a she's, she's a great player. Shooter. So she's back in the country and she's going to be playing. So uh, yep. Perth would be pretty happy with that. And Perth pick also up. pick up Darcy Garbin, who's right, moved out of Townsville. from Townsville yeah. to Perth, and in a you could call it a swap. It's probably got nothing to do with each other. Nadine <laughs> Payne, although Nadine and Darcy did play together at the AIS, they were both in that same same intake. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so Nadine's moving from Perth to Townsville, Darcy from Townsville to Perth. Oh. So that's all that's really there at the moment. But uh, I'm sure as more changes happen, we'll talk about them a bit more. And it's shaping up to be a very different looking season. It is uh, very different. Player movements, no imports, um, the schedule's moved, um, maybe no crowds at the games at the start of the season. Who yeah, they've knows? talked about having maybe not crowds... Crowds not playing, not coming in until after Christmas. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. So we'll see what happens. Yes, and and the other big announcement that that affects all things basketball in Australia was the announcement that Australia have won the Women's World Cup for twenty twenty two. Yeah. So the tournament will be played in Sydney uh, last week of September, first week of October. 
Because we wandered off to a Women's World Cup about six years ago, Michelle. We went to Istanbul. We were in Istanbul. That was amazing. <laughs> That's right. And so. uh, in the lead up to Sydney, we had, I think it was, mm, let me think. Yeah, for the Sydney Olympics. Six yep. might have. Mm, Worlds? 94, yeah, something. In the mid-90s, we had um, a Women's World Championships there, which we were lucky to go see some games at as well. So, showing my age, aren't I? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's take that back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, age, means, age means experience. Right. Uh, yeah, so the Women's World Cup here in 2022, that's very exciting news for great news women's for basketball fans. So, start saving, hit up those friends in Sydney for some accommodation in September and October. And get ready to watch the world's best go at it. Well, that concludes our very first podcast for the UC Caps Weekly Show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. I was going to say same time, same channel, but it's the internet, so you don't do that stuff. (laughs) Keep an eye out. Make sure you subscribe, and we will see you next time.